19th division of Proverbs, and uh, you all know what verse it is up there. Uh, We're talking on the subject of great favor. We have noticed in the Word of God in days past that the Bible says of the early church that great grace or great favor was up on them all. In other words, the favor of God wasn't just for a chosen few, but the favor of God was upon them, up on them, up on them in their areas of life. Now, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, and we're going to look at the uh, 12th, 19th division of Proverbs and the 12th verse. It says that the king's wrath is as the roaring of a lion, but his favor is as dew upon the grass. Now, when it comes to the area of dew, there can be varying degrees of dew. I mean, you can have light dew, and then you can have heavy dew. Here in the Bay Area, you can have light fog, or you can have heavy fog. I believe that God wants to take heart of the bay into an area of heavy dew, of heavy fog. So we are forecasting for the year 2012 all year long, heavy fog, the favor of God upon all of us. And because there are degrees of favor, I believe that you can grow in favor. Otherwise, the word wouldn't say grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Now, I want you to look at John chapter 1, verse 16 in the Amplified Version. And we'll see something here about levels or layers of grace. Notice with me, it says, for of his fullness, that's Jesus, abundance, We have all received, notice these terms, all. We all have had a share and we are all supplied with one grace after another and spiritual blessing upon spiritual blessing. Now notice, and even favor upon favor and gift heaped upon gift. Now, what this is saying to us, ladies and gentlemen, is that there are layers of favor that God wants up on your life. And that in his will and in his plan, we can have greater favor tomorrow than we did today. Anybody interested in some heavy fog? Now, turn in your Bibles to Proverbs chapter 3. And I want us to notice verses 3 and 4 of Proverbs. It says, don't let mercy and truth forsake you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of God and man. Notice with me. That favor can be found. We discussed last week that favor is not only for an advantage for success, 
But favor also will see you through any adversity. And just as favor found Joseph in the prison, favor will find you in your midnight hour. But we can also find favor. Now, how many have ever lost or misplaced your keys? You went on a search for those keys. Recently, I misplaced a hundred dollar bill. And I had been to a vitamin place and I gave them a bunch of ones because I bought some protein bars and I thought maybe I gave them a hundred. So I frantically called and said, do you have a hundred dollars in you? You know, all that. No, Mr. Thomas, we're sorry. Brenda and I were over at Target getting some things. This is over the holiday. And Brenda didn't seem to get nervous in the service like I was. Because Brenda knows that everything leads to my black Cadillac. She says, have you looked in your car? No, I know. I did this and did that. Lo and behold, she had her car that day. I had my car that day. Opened the door and the $100 bill was between this front seat and the car door. Thank God. Thank God I found it. Well, God is not out hiding $100 bills in your automobile. And he's not hiding his favor from you. But favor can be found. And then to find something, there must be an expectation that you are going to be able to receive what you're looking for. So look for favor, saints. Expect favor. And God will in fact... Give you the favor that you need. Now look at Proverbs chapter 12. Verse 2. A good man. We got any good men in here? How about good women? A good person. A good person. What does a good person do? Well, a good person obtains favor from the Lord. But we know a wicked man intentions he will condemn. So the question is, if a good man obtains favor of the Lord, what would be a good definition of what a good man is? I believe I've got a good one. I believe that a good man, a good person, is a person who deals rightly and justly, one who does good and acts right. A good man, a good person, makes godly choices based on God's word. And a good man obtains favor from the Lord. Now look at Matthew chapter 6. Notice this with me in verse 33 in the Amplified Version. A good man, a good person... Notice it says, but seek and aim at and strive after, first of all, his kingdom and his righteousness. Now, I want you to notice those next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven words. Let's read it together. His way of doing. Does God have a right way? 
Does God have a way that's better than our way? There is a way that seems right to man. But those ways often lead down the paths of death. But a good man goes on a good search in the good word of God. And he does. And he acts on what God's plan and God's ways are for his life. Now notice this. If we will do that, then all these things taken together, notice it'll be given to you, not taken away from you. Oh, hallelujah. Now listen very carefully. We cannot earn favor, but we can grow in favor. And we can cooperate by aligning and positioning ourselves with God's plan for our life. And it will qualify us for increased favor. Hallelujah. Anybody have an umbrella umbrella with them today? Got any umbrellas in the closet, ushers? Bring one up. And open it for me so I don't club mess this up. (laughs) I want this umbrella to represent God's favor. You can stand right here. What am I under right now? I am under the umbrella, come on somebody, of God's favor. And this is where I want to live. Every day, wherever I go, I want to make sure that I'm doing right. That I'm walking by faith and not by sight. And that I am staying under the umbrella of God's favor. Oh, hallelujah. But here's what happens. Sometimes people don't get it. They're out here. And they say, Pastor Mark, I love Jesus. But I'm getting wet. No favor, no wonder. You got to get back under the umbrella of God's favor. Making godly choices every day of your life. But people get out and stay out for decades. And not only do they experience rain, but they experience some scorchers. And they're all burnt to a crisp and they're going through life not burning on, but all burnt out. And tragedy happens to them. And they say, I wonder how come God did this to me? God didn't. God was doing everything he could to get the umbrella of favor over your head. But because people are so mule-headed, they stay out there and do their own thing. But if you've been a mule... If you've been a donkey, get back. Because the favor of God is there for you, waiting for you. And he will do great things in your life. (laughs) And people get out from under there and they say, well, things are going pretty good. It's not raining now. It's, you know, it's, 
I'm not getting scorched. I mean, every, they get out of church. Everything seems to be going good. Everything, everything's all right. It won't last. Listen, friend. Never mistake God's mercy and God's patience with His approval. A good man cooperates with God. Makes godly choices based on God's word and obtains favor, which is evident in these ways. Look with me now to Psalm 37. Oh, hallelujah. Psalm 37, verse 23 and 24, I'm reading from the Amplified. It says this, the steps of a good man, that's us. You missed a good place to say amen. amen. You can either say amen or amen. I don't care. Just let me know that you're still here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> amen. The steps of a good man are ordered, directed, and established by the Lord. And when he delights in his way, he busies himself with his every step. Now, though he falls, we're not talking about perfection here. He shall not utterly be cast down. Why? Because the Lord is right there and he will grasp your hand in support and he will uphold you. It doesn't matter where you've been, how long you've been away from the umbrella of favor. If you will take a step toward God, God will take a step toward you. If you'll draw nigh to him, he'll draw nigh to you. I heard the Lord say his mercy endures forever. Thank you, Lord. Glory to God. Ecclesiastes 2.26 says it like this. For God gives wisdom and knowledge and joy to a man to a man who is good in his sight. Now, what does this mean? What does this heavy favor on our life mean? That means when you don't know what to do. God will give you insight and wisdom and knowledge and show you what to do and how to do it and help you do it. When you're good in his sight, his favor not only works in the area of your finances and your body, but it will work in the area of your mind. You can get brighter. You can get sharper. When I got born again, I got better looking. I really did. I was so full of sin and so full of hardness that I was a 23-year-old and looked like a 60-year-old. But when I got born again, he started renewing my youth like the eagles. And Brenda can tell you how good looking I was. The life of God on the inside of you. The favor of God on the inside of you. It will permeate. It will saturate every cell of your body. It will quicken your mind. You'll be sharp. You'll be best looking. You will be on top. Mm. Last Wednesday night. If you're missing Wednesday night service, you're missing half your life. 
But last Wednesday night, the Spirit of the Lord spoke and said this. In 2012, whatever has been wrong, whatever has been wrong in our lives, if you will turn it around and just make it right. I don't know about you, but I know about me. And I know the Holy Spirit is my teacher. And I know that God's not done with me yet. And I know that part of the Holy Spirit's office in the earth today is to correct us. But he never corrects us to condemn us. He corrects us so that we may make the, the adjustment and become more like Jesus every day. So you can't tell me that in your life there has not been some things that have been wrong. But I can tell you by the word of the Lord that if you will take what's wrong and turn it around and make it right, God said that he will take what's wrong circumstantially in your life, physically in your life, relationally in your life. He will take what's wrong and turn it out and it will be all right. You see, many Christians want their lives just to be right, but they're not willing to make the adjustments with what's wrong so that they can be in position for it to be right. Are you hearing this Holy Ghost preacher today? And the Lord gave me several illustrations on this last week as I was meditating and, and praying. And I, and I got these thoughts. What is wrong in some Christians' lives? Number one, the Lord began to speak to me about wrong attitudes. Wilderness mindsets. Mindsets that reveal themselves and manifest themselves in grumbling and mumbling and complaining and belly aching. And the Holy Spirit says that can be turned around. Look at folks, mumbling will get you nowhere. Grumbling will make you a bummer to be around. And whining and complaining will never move mountains. So how does one who has been given to mumbling and grumbling turn it around? Turn it around by start praising. And being thankful for what God has done. What he is doing and what he shall yet do. And so when your flesh is pressed and your soul would begin to speak, hold that in check. This is the Lord speaking and switch on over and regardless of the situation, give me praise. You will discover that in thanking me, the oppression shall be lifted off of you. 
And instead of moaning and groaning and complaining, start speaking, declaring, and praising, and thanking. And those things shall turn around for you. It's a word from the Lord. Secondly, wrong associations. Wrong associations. In 1 Corinthians 15.33 in the Amplified, it says, Do not be deceived and misled. Evil companionships, communion. What communion has light with darkness? Associations. What they do is they corrupt, deprave good manners and morals and character. The New Living Translation says bad company. Corrupts good character. Wrong associations. The Spirit of God made it very clear to us in the early service. The wrong associations are not just people. It can be music. It can be magazines. It can be movies. You see, so pokore neshte, associations influence you. Either for good or for bad. And the Holy Ghost is saying, brothers, sisters, turn it around. Turn off that which is a bad influence on you. Turn away from those who walk in paths of darkness and paths of wickedness. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Shut it down. Turn it around. Cut it off. Pluck it out. Do what you must. That's strong. And the dawn shall once again rise upon your soul. And that area which you have been weakened in, once again now you'll be strengthened and made whole. Turn it around. The next area that the Lord spoke to me was about wrong words. How many of you know that death and life are in the power of the tongue? It's not so much the words that you say when Pastor Tom or Pastor Brenda or Kimberly lead you in a profession of faith, real strong in the church, but what words will you speak tomorrow morning on your way to work? What kind of atmosphere will you have in your home this week? You can fill your words with love or hate, faith or fear, prosperity or lack. And so the Lord is saying to us today, be consistent in your words. Be consistent speaking only what I have said in my word concerning your life. It's kind of like this. If we had time to look at it today, we know that in James chapter 3, the tongue is a little member. And the tongue is compared to the bit in the horse's mouth. And whichever way the rider 
moves that is which way the horse will go. But also the tongue is compared to the rudder on a ship. And whithersoever the captain or the governor of the ship listeth or turneth it, that's the way the ship will go. Now listen very carefully. Some of you are now just coming to a point where you're getting an understanding and a revelation about the importance of your words. Others of you have had the revelation, but you've let it slip, and it's time to get back to basics. But here's what the Lord was saying. If you will turn it around, that life will turn around for you. Now listen. Just like, how many of you have ever been on a big ocean liner? You've been on an ocean liner, and the governor listeth, and the governor turns that ship. Well, how many of you know, if the governor or the captain turns the ship to the right, that ship isn't going to completely turn around right away. It's going to take some time. But oh, eventually. I said eventually. If he keeps his hand upon the rudder, if you keep speaking right words, how forcible are right words. If you keep declaring the word of God, eventually the ship of your life will turn around. And that which is wrong, God will make right. Look at your neighbor and say, time to turn some things around. Wrong actions, and we don't have time to talk about that, but fleshiness carnality, all those things. Turn them around. Now here's what the Lord wants to say to us today in these next moments that is so, so vital. Look with me at Proverbs chapter 14 and verse 12. The one that I believe that should be emphasized strongly is wrong ways. Wrong ways. Wrong ways. Proverbs 14, 12 says, There is a way which seems right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of what? Are the ways of death. How many of you know that if you've been going the wrong way, God wants you to get back on the right way? He wants you to turn it around Stop going your own way and go God's way and get back on his path. Now listen, if you were here last Sunday, we had a strong, strong New Year's message. The spirit of prophecy was all over us. And the Lord encouraged us with the kind of year that he wants all of us to have. Look with me at Psalm 65 verse 11 in the Amplified Version. Psalm 65, verse 11, it says, You crown the year with bounty and goodness, and the tracks of your chariot wheels drip with what? Fatness. fatness. We found out that fatness in the word's a good thing. You know, fatness according to Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig and all that, that's another story. But when we're talking about fatness in the word, we're talking about abundance. We're talking about excess. And I love what the uh, New American Standard Bible says. It says this, that your paths drip with fatness. Drip with fatness. So, then, if I'm going to experience fatness, blessing, increased favor, and heavy fog, 
I've got to discover his paths. And those areas that I've gone my own way in, I need to turn that around and go Yahweh. Turn it around and start going God's way. And all of us have done it. Preacher and pew alike. But God has a preordained set pathway for us. He said that he would lead us down the paths, plural, of righteousness or the right ones for his name's sake. Oh, glory to God. Now turn with me to Proverbs 4 and let's look at verse 18. And I want to read several translations from this. Proverbs 4, 18. Would you agree to get today with me that you're the righteousness of God in Christ? That you are the just? Well, let's read verse 18 together first of all. Ready, read. But the path of the just is as the shining light that shineth more and more unto the... Everyone say more and more. That's degrees, isn't it? More and more. Now, the New Living Translation, or the NIV says this, The path of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn. Notice, shining brighter and ever brighter till the full light of the day. That day is coming. And I like the Amplified, it says, The path of the uncompromisingly righteous is like the light of dawn that shines more and more. Everyone say more and more. more. Say it again, more and more. more. I like this. Brighter and clearer until it reaches its full strength and the glory of the perfect day. The message says this. The ways of right living people, doing rightly, doing justly, doing good, acting right. The ways of right living people glow with light. The longer they live, the brighter they shine. (laughs) Woo! Glory to God! That's not talking about getting old and fizzling out. That's talking about getting old and flourishing in the courts of your God and bringing forth fruit in old age. I'll be honest with you. I'm getting brighter. I am. I'm getting sharper. I'm not kidding you. I mean, mentally. I'm getting a lot sharper. The more I walk down this path, the stronger I get. The faster I can run. The more I understand, the more tests that come my way, it's like God breaks it down for me and gives me wisdom and knowledge so I know what to do. Stronger. You're getting sharper. You're getting better looking. You ought to be getting fatter. Richer. I'll tell you the truth about it. 
Before I got born again, my senior report card was four F's and a D minus. And I got the D minus in religion. I guess there was some hope. But when I got born again in 1974, whoo, the life of God turned up in me. And all of a sudden, I could see things and know things and understand things. But you see, it's now 2012. And I refuse to get dark. I refuse to get dumb. I refuse to be a boring 61-year-old man. Coasting on to retirement. There ain't no such thing as retirement for Mark Thomas. It's called refirement. Quicker. Smarter. Sharper. That's what we ought to be. Favor. Oh, Jesus. Your light should increase from grace to grace and favor and favor. I mean, until all of a sudden you walk into the next realm. You're just in the presence of God. And listen, this favor is for a lifetime. And when you go to be with Jesus, your life ain't over. Now here's the problem. Here is the difficulty. And this is what every one of us need to look out for. That is, the enemy is not only a deceiver. He is not only a destroyer. But he is a major league distractor. And Brenda and I were talking in between service. He wants to get us OTP off the path. Off the path. By bringing in, it's too, too, too much information to go into it. You don't need that much information. But there are so many distractions. I can remember riding down the highway with Brenda and Mark and Janet Brzee. We were in another town. And I was driving, and I got off the right road. And I went on the wrong road, accidentally. I got off the right path and went on the wrong path. And next thing I know, we're in some areas within a major league city that you do not want to be able, have to stop at a red light. You feel me? How many of you know what Pastor Mark's trying to say? And you wanted to look right ahead. You didn't want to have any attitude in that place. And what happens with Christians by the millions, and I don't say this as a put down, I say this with love in my heart, but what happens with Christians by the millions and for decades They become distracted and they get off the road. And they go through places in towns they've never should have gone through. Come on, somebody. A wrong turn in life can cause us to go through some things we never 
would have needed to gone through if we had just stayed on the path. Now, I'm not ignorant, and I understand that in life you're going to have some tests and you're going to have some trials. But I had a whole lot rather face tests and trials on the right path than face tests and trials over on the devil's path. Because something about you over here on God's path, you're tougher, you're stronger. Because you're not strong in yourself, you're strong in the Lord and the power of His might. And he's right there fighting battles for you. I've written in my notes, and that is this. Being at the wrong place at the wrong time is when bad things can happen. So I submit to you this morning that it's time at the head of this year to take what's wrong, make it right... Get off of your way and go Yahweh. Now listen to this. If you want God's best, do you want God's best? You must do God's best. If you will only do His permissive will, you will only have His permissive will. And then, if you want His perfect will in your life, listen, you must do His perfect will for your life. How many of you want God's best? I submit to you folks that if you'll stay on the path, your light is going to shine. You're going to get brighter, sharper, and quicker. In closing this, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 4, verse 11 through 15, and then verses 17 through 19. Can you say, praise the Lord? Lord. You know, here's the good news about this message. The Lord would never have this type of freedom and this type of liberty to speak through me today if he didn't know that you could handle it. Because I'll be honest with you. You go to preaching like I preach in this church and other churches, the search committee for a new pastor would be meeting right after the service. You know why that is? Because they're just a bunch of babies. And they only want to hear what they want to hear. It's like that saying, teacher, teacher, itch my ear. Tell me what I want to hear. But this isn't a baby church. Oh yeah, there are babies in this church. But I'm talking about those that have been around a while. You're not babies. Solid meat belongs to them that are of full age. In Proverbs chapter 4 verse 11 through 15, he says, I've taught you in the way of wisdom. Everyone say wisdom. He said, I will lead you in the right paths. When you go, thy steps shall not be straightened. When you run, you'll not stumble. Take hold fast of instruction. Don't let it go. Keep it. She is your life. Enter not into the path of the wicked. Go not into the way of evil men. Avoid it. Pass not by it. Turn from it. Pass away. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the just 
is as the shining light that shines more and more unto the perfect day. But notice with me, the way of the wicked is his darkness. And they don't know what they stumble at. You see, there's something about being on the wrong path when it's dark. You run into things. You run into things that where if you are on the right path and the light path, you just go. Listen, I know this to be true. Most of the world in which we live is asleep. There are so many clueless people in the world. You see them on the freeway every day. They'll bump right into you at Lucky's or Safeway and not say anything. Why? Because they didn't see you and they didn't feel you when they hit you. They're just asleep. They're logging time. What a sad state of affairs. To go through life asleep. No purpose. No plan. No path. And yet there's a lot of Christians like that. There's a lot of Christians like that. By, listen, friends, by the thousands, by the millions today, Christian people aren't in church. I'm going to tell you something. That's OTP. That's off the path. And they're just sort of going through the motions of life, just waiting for something to happen. I am one of those who likes to go out and make things happen. I like my eyes to be open. And here's what happens. Those who walk in the path of darkness, they'll stumble. And I've discovered that people who walk in darkness get dumber. Just duller and dumber and dumber. But that's not you. You missed a good place to say amen. But, 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 I said, but, 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 but that's not you. You're not getting duller. You're not getting dumber. You're getting brighter and you're getting sharper. (laughs) Anybody ever got off the path before? I'll raise both hands. This is a huge subject. And I'm just about done. But let the Holy Spirit speak to your heart. Let the Holy Spirit show you areas that have been wrong so you can turn it around and make it right. Let the Holy Spirit show you areas of life where you haven't really even acknowledged Him. And just, well, yeah, I think the Lord wants me to do that. I think. They're more at stake than thinking here. As many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Let God talk to you. One of the main areas that causes people to get off the path is they hear the word Sunday after Sunday, decade after decade, year after year, year in, year out, but they never do it. Closets full of CDs. Bookshelves full of the greatest teaching in the world. But in not doing 
they've brought deception on themselves. But let it not be said of those that are here today. We are those that hear the word. We are those that do the word. And we are blessed and empowered to prosper as we look into the perfect law of liberty and continue therein. Is that you? That's me. Let's all stand up and thank him for it then. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Brenda's got something. Raise your hand toward heaven and say with me, Heavenly Father, I worship you. At the head of this year, I'm proclaiming that which is wrong to be turned around. I choose your way. I choose life today. Help me get on the right path. Oh, the path of the Lord is bright. I choose God today. Go ahead, sweetheart. Hallelujah. As pastor was preaching, I just kept hearing this in the first service, and it didn't seem right then, but it's right now. I just kept hearing adjustments need to be made. Change needs to be uh, change needs to occur, and it can and it will be happen, happen if you give heed to the instruction that you have received this morning. And then also, there was another element that just kept coming into my heart. And if you tap into the help that is available, we don't have to do these things on our own. We have to make the decision. We have to make the choice. We have to make adjustments. But thank God we have heaven's help. We have a heavenly helper. We have supernatural help. We have divine intervention. We have one that will help us as we as we pray in the Holy Spirit, our spirit man will rise up and our spirit man will become more keen and more alert and more aware to the heedings and the directing of the Holy Spirit. And as we are strong in the Spirit, as our spirit man is charged up on the inside, we will give heed to those warnings. We will we will be alert when we are trying to basa of the enemy to be pulled off of the right path. We have a helper. We have a guide. We have a, a nemo, a teacher and an instructor that will help guide us and redirect us and to keep us on that path called life. So what I had in my heart so strong, if you're here today, of course, first of all, if you've never been born again and you've never received the Lord Jesus into your life, you're out. You're not under the umbrella. You're not under the favor of God. You're not walking in the the protection and the path of life, but you can be today. If you're here and you've never made Jesus your Lord and your Savior, or perhaps you knew him at one time, but you've just way off of the path. You've done what the Bible said. You have backslidden. You've turned your back on him. There's an anointing today for turnaround. If you're here and you want to make it right with God, you want to get born again, or you want to return to Father's house, just begin to wave your hand at me. Oh, in the name of Jesus. Yes, we see those hands. Uh, Just take a bold step now. Go ahead and make 
make your way down here to the front. You either want to be born again or you want to return unto the Lord. I saw those hands. The Lord saw those hands. Go ahead. Come on down here. Boldly, boldly, boldly. Don't let the devil talk you out of it. You don't want to leave this place today on the wrong path. There's some adjustments that need to be made and you can't do it by yourself. Get back in the family of God. Get back on the right path. Anyone? Respond. Saints, just begin to pray. Let's just pray in the name of Jesus that people will give heed and that people will respond to the calling. People will respond to the dealings of the Holy Spirit. It's not the time to be going the wrong way. It's not the time to be doing your own thing in the name of Jesus. Go ahead. Come on down here. Brother Tony, get some prayer room workers over here. Then the other thing that was so strong in my spirit when we were talking and prophesying about the heavenly helper, we got the help. There's many people. I know it for sure. There are many people sitting here right now, standing here in this congregation. You love Jesus, but you have not yet been filled with the Holy Ghost. Why don't you start off this new year filled with the Holy Ghost? Oh, hallelujah. In tune with the heavenly helper, having that charge on the inside of you, that one that will get as you pray in the Holy Spirit. There's some of you that you've been saying, Lord, I don't know what to do. Lord, I don't know about that decision. Did you know when you are filled with the Holy Ghost, according to first Corinthians chapter 14, verse two, when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we're not speaking unto men. We're speaking unto God. And the Bible says, when you pray in the spirit, you're speaking out divine mysteries. One translation says hidden truths, secret things, not obvious to the understanding. How many of you want to tap into that heavenly helper today? Woo! You want to be able to pray in the Holy Ghost and pray out those secret things that are not obvious to the understanding. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, get down here right now. Come on, come on, come on, come on. We don't need music. We just need the Spirit of God. Now, this word was anointed this morning. And now the Holy Spirit is just prompting hearts. Respond. Respond to the teaching of the word. Respond to the wooing of the Holy Spirit. How many of you in here today are filled with the Holy Ghost and you speak in other tongues? Well,